0: the rest of the week. Until then, my name is Eric Cash. Have a wonderful evening. From the doll, catch of the gubdom, that includes the man. They all got to go.
1: Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosher Studios.
2: Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN. 106.1 Nash Icon. Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at nashfm1061.com presented by CrescentCitySports.com the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca Bicati's serving up St. Louis style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner by Rhino Shield Mid-South Bergeron Automotive and Metairie, by Lifegate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio, New Orleans.
3: Hey, what's going on, y'all? With you on a Monday, also on my usual Tuesday, as Ken Trahan's still off in Missouri after, and that's what we want to quickly lead the show with, Delgado's big victory to reach the JUCO World Series. They won their regional, South Central Regional, to earn a trip to Grand Junction, Colorado, and beating really strong traditional power, like themselves, JUCO programs to do it, like Crowder and Seminole State, and showing that flair for the dramatic. You know, Joe Sherman's been at the helm at Delgado, following in his father Rags' footsteps for over three decades now, and he said going into the season, this might be the best team I have certainly up there with the deepest of all time and for the sixth time the Dolphins going to the Juco World Series we certainly wish them the best and Ken Trahan was up there calling the games for Delgado so he has some good coverage on CrescentCitySports.com if you want to check that out a 10th inning victory as Delgado avoided any losers bracket nonsense winning all of their games up in Missouri in order to reach Grand Junction. Awesome, awesome stuff. And just a prelude to the NCAA Division One postseason. We also want to give a shout-out if you missed it earlier this month. Dillard, their first season with a baseball program, winds up winning their conference, the GCAC, won their conference tournament as the two seeds. So that a great story with the Blue Devils locally, and Suno starting a baseball program. We're talking just a few years ago, they cut out sports entirely. Now they're back, and even adding baseball. Xavier's had baseball now for three seasons. So that on top of Loyola having a strong program, ranked again in the NAIA top 25 this year to go on top of just all the great baseball that we have in the NCAA Division One ranks and a lot to talk about and get to starting with LSU. And I don't want to shortchange anybody who's wondering about thoughts about the news out of Hammond yesterday with a head coaching change coming at Southeastern. That raised quite a few eyebrows. Matt Reiser out, but we will get to that shortly. I want to talk about the LSU Tigers, of course, because if anybody's going to make a run to Omaha and win it all from the boot, it's got to be the Tigers at the top of your list, right? Almost certainly now, no matter what happens this week in Hoover at the SEC tournament, LSU primed to be a national seed. They fell short despite winning two of three at Georgia to wrap up the regular season of winning the SEC and SEC West for what that's worth. I mean, that's that's a nice crown to grab, uh, but bigger fish to fry when it all comes down to it and they've got enough of the pieces in place to believe that you can make a run with some obvious weaknesses. The pieces in place include the SEC Player of the Year and Dylan Cruz for the second straight season, named that today, along with Paul Skeens, of course, the ace of the staff, the best pitcher in the country. Cruz, almost certainly the best position player in the country. Skeens, certainly the ace. Everybody else wishes that they had the transfer from Air Force honored as the SEC's top pitcher today as well. Tommy White, the slugger, also on the first team representing the Tigers. And we know LSU is capable of going a long way. They have depth and quality offensively. They have a great ace to lead things off. And Ty Floyd is the number two starter, has really finished the regular season very strong. But the questions abound about their overall pitching depth. They don't really have a number three starter. They don't have overall reliability in the bullpen. But perhaps the most important thing that happened for the Tigers in their series at Georgia happened in the very first game where they were in danger of losing the start by Skeens. They were in a tie game 2-2 two, two late in the game. Had a lead going to the ninth, though. And then Thatcher Hurd, coming in to close it, gives up a couple of home runs. But then he stays in the game, pitches deep into extra innings, gives you a few great innings before the Tigers hit a couple bombs of their own to win it. That was big because not only did Hurd show some mental and emotional strength to overcome yet another setback for the LSU bullpen, losing a lead late, but then he was able to pitch deep into the game. This is a guy that was expected, if healthy, coming from UCLA as a transfer, to be their number two guy. And it's still possible, and I'm very curious to see how the pitching is handled in Hoover by head coach Jay Johnson. Maybe he helps you more, does Hurd, being a starter. He pitched, I believe, over 60 pitches against Georgia. Can he get... Further along the way, do you stretch him out maybe as soon as Wednesday in that first of the double elimination bracket for the Tigers early in the morning start time, 9.30 scheduled, against either South Carolina or Georgia, who will play tomorrow morning in the first of the four single elimination SEC games? I mean, I've, I've said it for a few weeks now. It seems to me that Hurd is going to have to come up big for LSU to be able to make a deep run. And the reality is, is yeah, once you get to Omaha, you're talking about elite surging teams. A combination therein. Mostly the elite of the elite are going to reach the final eight in the tournament, and those that aren't that or weren't that during the regular season are your all Miss-type clubs, last year's national champion, that are on fire and playing their very best baseball and believe they, they won't be beaten. So either way, it's a steep challenge, but at least there you're in a setup where you've got some potential days off there that can alleviate some of the pressure, even if you fall into a loser's bracket situation on a thin pitching staff. But you don't get that in the regionals coming up, not next weekend, obviously this is conference championship week, but the following weekend. LSU will host in Baton Rouge a four-team double elimination regional. And they can ill afford, in my opinion, to fall into the loser's bracket. It's that simple. Because you wonder if they can slug their way out of it. Especially if they get the wrong opponent whose strength may happen to be a little bit more reliable pitching depth. Maybe not as dangerous or good an overall team, but certainly a type of opponent that can take advantage of LSU's woes as far as pitching goes. Just keep that in mind. That's the danger I think Jay Johnson's more concerned about as opposed to finding a way, if you can get through a regional at home, to win a super regional at home. Just win a two-out-of-three series like you're built to do all season long. And somebody like Thatcher Hurd, that's a guy... You wouldn't want necessarily to have to use him like they did in the first game at Georgia, but he's available to do so to close out a game. In a perfect world, Skeens dominates. You finish off that win and you have Hurd in your back pocket. Yeah, you may even need to use him in Floyd start the following game, but you'd love to save him to be able to start the third game because nobody else has stepped up to take that role. And I will keep an eye on that as much as anything in Hoover to see how Thatcher Hurd is utilized. Otherwise, Jay Johnson keeps doing it. He's going to keep until he's really got to go with his gut who is the most reliable pitcher to simply go in and execute and get out. He's going to keep experimenting in Hoover. It's going to upset LSU fans. It upset them in the final game at Georgia. Christian Little brought in out of the bullpen. Johnson thought, hey, this is a guy who's got strikeout stuff with runners on. I need a strikeout here. But Little's more or just as likely to walk somebody as he is to strike him out. Not reliable. At one point was the closer. At one point given a chance to start on the weekend. It just hasn't happened for the Vanderbilt transfer. But Jay Johnson, even late in the regular season, saying, look, not saying it out loud. He's giving guys every chance he can to audition for when it really counts in the postseason. Finding out who he's most likely to be able to trust, high leverage situations, runners on, I need somebody to get outs. Because it's still very much up in the air. You saw it the previous weekend, the SEC home series finale against Mississippi State blowing two leads. Nobody could be trusted to get too many outs out of the bullpen. And a guy that came with him from Arizona, Riley Cooper, the left-hander, doesn't have great stuff, but one of the few guys he can at least rely on to throw strikes. He'd prefer guys with better wipeout stuff in the bullpen, I would think, to be able to use other than him, but he can't because they haven't stepped up to be consistent. We've talked about arm injuries, UCL tears, surgeries that have taken away a couple key pieces there. But there's still enough arm talent that any person that's in that bullpen has a chance to step up and be a hero. And you never know in the postseason. But the one thing you do know is the body of work that Johnson and his pitching coach, Wes Johnson, no relation will have to choose from those guys when the season's on the line in the NCAA tournament. This is the last audition this week in Hoover, and they're guaranteed at least two games. And I would think he's going to continue to try to get answers, is the head coach of the Tigers. As he should, when you can risk it. And this is just a pretty good high-level midweek testing ground for that pitching staff. And sure, there's still some adjustments that have been done with the batting order, including this weekend. Gavin Dugas moved from the top to the middle of the order, bumping Dylan Cruz up. Cruz, who, by his lofty standards, slumped a bit at the end of the season. But you're not worried about that. You're just trying to find the right sequencing to get the right guys up in key RBI situations. Still, I think, trying to find the right mix of who's the best guy to bat behind Tommy White, the RBI machine and the usual cleanup spot in your order. Those are important decisions to be made, too. There, there could be some more tinkering in that area. But at least there are plenty of attractive options as far as bats in the lineup. LSU's ability to score is their greatest strength outside of having the best starting pitcher in the country in Skeens. That's what you want to look for, though, in the uh, conference tournament, understanding that, yes, LSU has a rich history, particularly under Paul Maneri, in Hoover, of making deep runs and winning SEC tournaments. But it's not important here. It's not important to Jay Johnson. Yes, you want to win every game you play, but you also want to if you have any more riddles, and they certainly do with their pitching, you want to see if you can come closer to solving them. So when when you call on, arms out of the pen when it matters most, that you have the best chance for them to get the job done. We know Tulane's in their conference tournament, the AAC, and no, I haven't heard anything. (laughs) People asking the questions, is Jay Ullman in trouble? No, I haven't heard anything. After his first season, yes, it's bad. Tulane likely is going to walk away with a 40-loss season. And, And I said this last week. It wouldn't stun me if the Wave, with no pressure on, no expectations, that they make a run in this thing. Why? Because it's a double elimination tournament in the league that, yes, it's clear that Houston and East Carolina at the top, are better than the rest but this isn't the strongest ecu team we've seen in recent years houston's not unbeatable either can tulane put it together well they made a nice run to a gate within a game of the finals in the conference tournament down in florida last year so it's not impossible again no pressure they've got some underachieving bats in the lineup their pitching has been more and more questionable. They got run-ruled a couple times at Memphis this past weekend to wrap things up. That's certainly not a good sign. So I, I, I'm not counting on it. Tulane fans are certainly, I think, mostly ready to get it over with. But don't be surprised. If they win the first game, anything could happen. But I wouldn't count on it. Louisiana Tech in Conference USA, a league that Dallas Baptist quickly took by storm. Coming in, has a chance to be a regional host. They run through the thing, maybe even a backdoor spot, I doubt it, but could get all the way up to maybe the final national seed. It's possible. So DBU has a lot to play for, but LaTeX, pretty average year. But they are used to success in recent seasons. So there's no reason to think that they couldn't put it together. Certainly not favored to do so. Same for the Cajuns. They're good enough. Remember at one point they had entered top 25 rankings during the season. It's possible. With a 16-member league and a lot of talented schools, it should come as no surprise that there are some good baseball programs there. And it's asking a lot in order to think that in the end that they're going to be able to do anything in the postseason without getting really hot, but it's only, what, been a year since they've done it. So that's a program that believes they can do it. Belief is important. Tradition is important. The Cajuns do have that. So it wouldn't surprise anybody if they pieced it together. And it's funny because in most of these tournaments, these double elimination setups, it's just about... If you win your first two games, you're in great position. And you're talking about one big leagues now, starting with Conference USA, the Sun Belt. It's an interesting bracket with some single elimination play-ins. Cajuns are out of that mess. It's uh, teams like ODU, James Madison, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. Yeah, they're trying to play their way in single elimination style. So if you're ULL, you don't have to worry about that. They'll be playing Texas State in their first tournament game, as a matter of fact, a team that they swept in the regular season. I don't know if that's good or bad. You have confidence that you can handle them, but the law of baseball averages do come into play as well. Cajun's the four seed, Texas State the five. ULM didn't make the bracket. Both Grambling, who was the second best team in the regular season in the SWAC, and Southern, who finished seven games above 500 in the league, could make a run there. They're over in Atlanta for their conference tournament. Alabama State's been probably the most consistent program in that league the last decade. They had a monster year in the league. I think they finished 26-4 and in the league. So they're a clear favorite, but the number one seed in that tournament, like many of these mid-majors, don't necessarily win it. And that leads us to the Southland Conference. We'll get a little more into that and the parting of ways between Southeastern and Matt Reiser tonight in a moment. But congratulations to Nichols. Saw them in person at Maestri Field. You heard it live right here on 106.1 FM as the Colonels won the Southland regular season title for the first time in school history. An absolutely remarkable accomplishment for that program. Needless to say, Mike Silva was a dynamic hire by Jonathan Terrell at Nichols just his second year. They were picked to finish last in his first season. That was 2022. Were a 500 team in the regular season in the league, and then they jump up this year and win the sucker. Fantastic story, and they're just a fundamentally sound team. They've got some real solid pitching depth. They're, they're probably the most consistent team in all areas in a very bunch together wide open Southland, and they are awaiting the winner of the play-in game. They will use an old school NCAA regional of a six-team double elimination bracket with the Colonels as the number one seed, and they might have to play the host, McNeese, right out the gate. The Cowboys, with the conference pitcher of the year, Grant Rogers, have to win their way into the bracket as they take on a Corpus Christi tomorrow night. The full double elimination part of the Southland bracket in Lake Charles begins on Wednesday, And the middle game scheduled for the day will air right here on 106-1 because it's the UNO Privateers seeded fourth, taking on the Lamar Cardinals, UNO, winning two out of three against Nichols, avoiding being stuck in that play-in game that we just mentioned, tied with Lamar in the standings for third place. Lamar will be the home team as the number three seed because of the tiebreaker. Very first three conference games of the season, UNO lost two out of three in Beaumont, that being the difference with UNO being the designated visitor in their first of two guaranteed double elimination games, and hopefully a whole lot more. We'll have them all here on 106.1, starting with pregame. Wednesday, 2.15, Emmanuel Pepys on the call. Again, first pitch scheduled, for 2:30, weather permitting, and I know that has an effect on Eric Asher's show. Could lead to Eric having no show the following day or potentially no all access or in the Thursday case, bottom line sports hour with Ken Trahan and Michael Green. We'll see. That's sort of the havoc you deal with during championship week. But we love it. We want to see the local teams and especially here at the home of the privateers, UNL, make runs and get into that NCAA tournament. 504-260-1061, the number. I am Jude Young. And for Ken Trahan on this Monday night edition, that's 504-260-1061. All access back with a little more Southland Conference talk in the baseball postseason and in the coaching news when we return in a moment.
0: Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage, egg, croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did, for a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. A participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request. $3
4: breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for a la carte combo orders.
1: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. Quote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. A savings of $369 a year.
5: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-452-5050. That's 1-800-452-5050. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-452-5050. That's 1-800-452-5050. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
2: When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper.
4: Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a
2: radio
3: digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions side sales experience preferred to apply go to cumulus.com and click on work here that's cumulus.com join the winning team today at cumulus media new orleans and change your life for the better radio and digital marketing
4: is a high energy fun and exciting career apply at cumulus.com an equal opportunity employer i have diabetes i'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia i
2: have asthma
4: from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
3: This report is sponsored by Discover. Discover credit cards do something
0: pretty awesome at the end of your first year. They automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you've earned, doubled. The cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrestonCitySports.com. Delgado heading to the Division I Junior College World Series. The Dolphins completed a sweep of the South Central District Championship in Neosho, Missouri, edging Seminole State 2-1 in 10 innings Sunday on a walk-off RBI double by UL commit Josh Alexander. Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball reports Southeastern Louisiana is led. Matt Riser go. Riser highly successful. Ten seasons, four NCAA tournaments for the Lions, but they missed the Southland Conference tournament this year. LSU, the number three seed in the SEC tournament in Hoover this week. UNO, the fourth seed in the Southland tournament in Lake Charles. Nichols, the top seed. UNO infielder Anthony Heron, the Southland Conference hit of the week. Softball, the University of Louisiana Lafayette rallied past LSU 9-8 to win the Baton Rouge Regional. College football, LSU defensive analyst Gerald Chapman leaving for Tulane to become defensive line coach on the Green Wave. NBA, the Heat crushed Boston 128-102 in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference final in Three zero Tonight, Denver tries to wrap up the Western Conference title at Los Angeles, leading the Lakers 3-0. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on
2: your mind? We'd love your take by calling Jude Young at CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at Nash fm 1061com
3: So a bit of a surprise to many last night when Kendrell Rogers first broke the news. He, the college baseball guru, part of that great group over at D1 Baseball, reporting that Matt Reiser and Southeastern Lions baseball had parted ways. I mean, it would surprise the average fan. 10 years at Southeastern Riser with 320 wins. You can do the math, right? You're averaging 32 wins a year. Four conference titles, four NCAA appearances in that decade. And last year, the Lions winning the conference tournament, having to do so in a series final format, taking two out of three at McNeese to do it. But... This year, despite a six game winning streak to end the season, the Lions were only 25 and 25 overall, five games under 500 in the Southland, and over the past two years total, one game under 500. So they wound up being a game under 500 for the season with their two in barbecue in the NCAA regionals last year. And if you look at the past few seasons overall, you do see an overall downturn. Not a precipitous drop, although it was looking that way this year, even with the six-game winning streak, finishing 500 and second to last in the conference and not even making the conference tournament is not what they expect in Hammond. Nor should they They invest very much in baseball. J.R. Teagues, who... Became the athletic director after being the baseball coach there, elevating Matt Reiser, his assistant at the time. Of course, Reiser, the former player at Tulane, and an assistant. And then, sort of, continuing success that Artigues had already established there. Alumni Field's a nice park. They invest in their facilities. They have very much passionate boosters particularly when it does come to baseball. Football, too, of course. They've been very successful, particularly in the Frank Selfo era. But I would say baseball is right behind football as far as the sport that they want to win. And they're competing, unlike when you're talking about FCS football, that's a level below FBS, obviously. In college baseball, you can do special things, especially if you're able to be a power in your conference that happens to be a true mid-major. Whereas in college basketball, the Southland, you know, every school that isn't a power likes to call itself a mid-major. But in the Southland, nobody wants to use the term low-major. But it's much more challenging to win in basketball in the league. In baseball, you look at the league's RPI, it's in the high teams and sometimes pushing the top ten like this year. It's a true mid-major. And if you have a program that's good enough to have a really good year, win the league, go the NCAA tournament, that program may have enough talent to make a real run, to get to the Super Regionals, and who knows if everything falls right and they play their best, even reach the College World Series. And Southeastern has big dreams of doing that. I'm not giving my opinion on whether they should or should not have stuck with Matt Reiser, but I will point out that watching just from a style of play standpoint, because rumors are, are already flying and different sources would say, hey, look, And when situations like this happen where a guy overall has been successful and loses his job, considering he just signed an extension before this season, that really opens eyes. You're, you're going to hear stories of, obviously, some boosters want to change or changes like this don't happen. Once again, the athletic director hired this man who worked under him when he was the baseball coach. So you know that there were other forces at play that wanted change. That's obvious. But I will say that Riser, uh, as many coaches are, and those who are successful and, or t- and tend to have consistent success, employed a certain style of play, Southeastern, more of what you would term a small ball type of team. He likes speed and contact. His lineups would be pretty much stacked with those type of players. Southeastern at their best would be one of the top teams in the country and stolen bases, sacrifices, even hit by pitch. Guys who are trying to make contact, make you throw strikes, crowd the plate, put pressure on you by putting the ball in play, attack you with the running game. But I would argue, and I think, You saw some of this argument late in the pulmonary era at LSU, and we're talking about a Hall of Fame coach here. Maybe LSU was a little slow to see that a a more dead ball-slash-bat era was fading in college baseball, and you needed to go for more pop in your lineup. Maybe that's the same story at Southeastern. This year's team simply didn't hit consistently and didn't bring a lot of power to the table as for who they may hire it's clear that they are targeting either one would think regional high major assistants that may or may not be out of their reach you're thinking SEC, or you go to very successful junior college coaches and even and maybe primarily coaches in their own conference that may see southeastern as a better opportunity for high-level success career advancement i would think that coaches that may have phone calls may have already had phone calls we don't know mike silva just two years at Nichols, winning the league for the first time for that program this year blake dean at uno His team's always hit. Some would argue it would be easier to win at Southeastern, and Blake Dean's had a consistently competitive, good program, winning the most games ever as a head coach this year with the privateers. And that's with the expected ace of the staff missing a large chunk of the season. And that hurts you big time. You lose a guy that you consider maybe your best arm. He's back now. That gives UNO a chance in the conference tournament to make a run. Tyler LeBlanc. Unfortunately, Brandon Mitchell was an all-conference pitcher named today. He pitched like an ace, the left-hander, out of Houston. But if Southeastern calls and they're offering, obviously, more money, right, more resources, if that happens, you listen. I would think other coaches in the league, Bobby Barbier, local roots at Northwestern State, he's had success there, taking the demons to the NCAA tournament. Maybe it's easier to win in Hammond than Natchitoches. Hmm? You gotta, you gotta consider that. You gotta consider that as areas southeasterns going to be looking. So that may be a little bit of a shadow hanging over the conference tournament in Lake Charles this week. A rumor mill will certainly be churning over there. And I don't think after the fact that it'll take too long for Southeastern to make a move. You got to get right into the offseason, retaining players, and filling holes on your roster. So that kind of thing does not take very long. It will be something to keep an eye on, and especially if the storyline becomes Southeastern going after another coach in the Southland. Settling on that as the primary target, if that happens, whew. You know, dominoes always fall when coaching changes happen. But dominoes within the league itself, one team poaching another, would be quite the story. By the way, as far as Matt Reiser goes, he'll get another shot as a head coach somewhere. Curious to see what his move will be. Now, I don't think it adds up being let go at Southeastern, whether you think that was right or not that that would allow him to hop into an opportunity at Tulane because of the huge connection there. I don't know if Tulane's going to do anything after one year. I don't think they are if you made me choose what I think's going to happen, but I can't read Troy Dannon's mind, the AD at Tulane. He just decided to allow an assistant coach, or recruiting coordinator, to replace a guy, and Travis Jewett, who... In the end, you determine failed in his opportunity. and would not necessarily look good or make a lot of sense and make a lot of dollars and cents to have to pay another fired coach's contract. But stranger things have happened, just like I think boosters had a loud enough voice and open enough wallets at Southeastern to make change happen there. Who's to say that that can't happen in uptown New Orleans? Again, we'll find out pretty soon once championship week is over. But what I love about it, you get games starting at 9 in the morning by midweek all over the place. And the drama of upsets in those tournaments affecting teams the at large. I find it's easier to track and maybe appreciate the madness in the whole double elimination format. Teams can come back from the grave, so to speak, out of the loser's bracket that even Conference Championship Week and college basketball, which is so fun to watch, doesn't provide. We know LSU is more in the experimental phase in Hoover, but everybody else, it's when the tournament or your season's over, when your conference tournament, get to the NCAAs, or that's it. That added pressure makes those games an absolute blast to watch. 504-260-1061 is the number. I'm Jude Young. Ken Trahan out of state tonight, so filling in for him. But, of course, I'll have my usual Tuesday night edition as well. And one more time, UNO baseball postseason play starts here on Wednesday. 215 pregame, 230 first pitch fourth-seeded privateers against number three lamar in the southland tournament from lake charles looking forward to bringing you all of their postseason action right here on the home of the privateers 106.1 fm nash icon back in a moment on all access
4: i have diabetes i'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia
5: Footwear. The world has gone hands-free. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers Hands-Free Slip-In Footwear. You don't need to reach down to help your heel in. You just step into them and off you go. So what's the secret? Well, there's a special, smooth, comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place. And they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. Get hands-free slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold.
1: At Progressive, we know how much you love your recreational vehicles so we decided to record this commercial in an RV with a family on vacation mom who are these people oh that's Flo and Jamie they're recording a commercial sweetie don't they do that in the studio uh, normally no but we wanted to feature a family who bundled their home and RV and saved with progressive
3: um yeah it looks like you're all out of chips
1: Okay, I think we'll just drop you off at the next gas station.
2: Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
5: Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Because it probably can be.
3: This report is sponsored by Discover. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome at the end of your first year. They automatically double all the
0: cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. The cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously though, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com/slash match. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Kick off your Memorial Day weekend this Thursday evening in Spanish Plaza at Food Fight. Enjoy food and drinks, plus music from James Andrews and Burlesque. And on Saturday, head uptown to Port Orleans Brewing Company for their sixth anniversary party with new beers, live music, great food, and much more. Join Ginty from Alt 923 and where Yat at the Flora Dora Gin mix finals party on June 12th at the Virgin Hotel with no cover charge and complimentary food and drink samples. Visit whereyat.com for more info.
1: Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
2: This is where you get all access, not just to focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com.
3: You know, I guess because the NBA season is so long that they don't waste very much time, at least getting the preseason schedule out. But that happened today, and we know who the Pelicans are playing. And as what's been usual, just one home game. Um, And it'll be to open things up against the Orlando Magic, who they'll actually play twice in the preseason to start it and to end it. They'll be back in Birmingham, the home of their G League team, the Squadron, as they will take on the Rockets in that one. And I I know what you're saying. It's it's not like the NFL preseason now. We know how that looks. Certainly not like the NFL preseason, which is certainly more interesting because there's real competition for roster spots and important development that goes on there. Not a lot of that, quite honestly, when it comes to the NBA preseason. But again, it's good to be able to expose your product in what you now have established as a secondary market in Birmingham. They'll also play against Atlanta on the road, and we mentioned Orlando. They will play in the Magic City to wrap up the preseason. Those dates between October 10th and October 17th. How the overall roster as far as the expected core is going to be, we will keep an eye and see what happens. We know they have the 14th overall pick in the draft next month. Will they wind up keeping that eventual player that's selected. Does that make sense? One would think if they are, some trimming of the roster is going to happen, or will that pick be part of the trimming reshuffling of the roster? Do we see a major move? No, we don't. We see major finger crossing that Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and CJ McCollum, be healthy and stay healthy. And fans are starting to get frustrated. It may seem like a gamble as a result for the front office to do that. But quite honestly, I think their hands are tied. And they will continue to point to, from the moment Zion Williamson was injured, we didn't see him again, at the start of January. This was a team that was at the top of the Western Conference. Look at what... The Denver Nuggets are doing one game away from the NBA Finals, fortunately. Because, you know, the Evil Empire is the team they're going to keep out of the Finals. The Lakers. <laughs> one superstar. Now, we know the Joker is an unconventional superstar, but that doesn't matter. And the thing is, he's got that best ability. Availability. Availability. He's there. He's on the floor. He's playing a lot of games in the regular season. He's there in the postseason. He's a superstar. He's an MVP. And he's giving Denver a chance to win it all. There's no reason to think that if the Pelicans had everybody healthy, even, and I, I don't think this is going to happen, even if they don't add more outside shooting for spacing, even if they don't have it, add At least a little more help as far as athleticism to protect the lane and the rim defensively but i think both will happen at least in some increments there's no reason to think that this team can't do what denver did but the stars need to be healthy and if you don't have healthy stars and you're looking to trade them then you're not going to get the value on those players that you want on the open market it is a catch-22 so staying put with the most expensive core of your team the guys making over 30 million a year the guys that should be making over 30 million a year based on their values when they sign the deal even Williamson so much as people are grumbling now it makes sense to just sit tight at least one more year at least going into one more season to see if it can work out because of how good it looked for that very short time when you had those guys relatively healthy. You didn't even have them all healthy to be a team that was competing at the top of the West after the new year. Because in the end, the number's 10. 10 total regular season games that Zion, B.I., and C.J. played together. 10 out of 82 in one play-in game. Hmm. Imagine if you can get that number to wild levels like 50, (laughs) just say 50, but yet at the same time, 50 might be your reaction based on how hard it's been to keep, especially the top two healthy. I know, I know, but hang in there. The money tells you that if you're going to be a fan and deal with it, you've got to hang in there. You don't have a choice because I think that's the same feeling the front office is dealing with right now. Again, 504 1061 Your thoughts, welcome. I don't know. I, <laughs> what, bringing it up is just so interesting when anything stirs Pell's news. It's hard to be patient with the NBA. Not just the Pelicans' particular situation, but the NBA. I mean, were you one of the people who said, you know, I, I can't get to too many games during the regular season? But, oh, the at the time, now eliminated, but at the time, the reigning world champion Golden State Warriors are coming to town. So you got your tickets. Excited about, oh, this young up-and-coming Pels team against the champs, and then you show up to the game, and there's no Steph Curry, there's no Klay Thompson. There's no Draymond Green to boo. So you're not really getting... The Golden State Warriors. You're getting guys in those uniforms, but you're not getting the guys, as they say, that fans pay to see. And that happens far too much. And that further leads to the feelings of discontent for fans. There's something to be said for, because it's a league, it's a collective of franchises, even numbers of home and away games, you know, the usual, that you're paying for the personalities. You're paying to see the Golden State Warriors, not just guys representing the Golden State Warriors. I think that's how the NBA has marketed their product. I mean, these are guys that aren't wearing helmets, aren't having face masks, covering their faces, their images. They're selling these images, these personalities, and when they don't show up and your own team has these type of injury problems, it's a double whammy. Double whammy for the product, and if you think the Pelicans are the only market that are experiencing that combination or other issues like stars not wanting to stay in those cities, not giving their all, leading locker room organizational sieges to get coaching changes, force their way out in trades, you add all that up and it's a much bigger issue in the NBA. It hurts the product. And it hurts the people. And I'm not saying David Griffin hasn't made mistakes. He has. But he's also made some good moves. He and his staff have made good decisions too. But when things aren't going perfectly, what happens? Coaches get run off. who have won world titles. A couple that's happened to already this offseason, right? Even though we haven't even gotten to the NBA Finals yet. I don't know, that's a product that I don't think it's anywhere near its breaking point yet, but it'll be interesting to watch and how that affects its standing in New Orleans long term. That has no, that New Orleans's own future away from sports economically, population size, you know, that'll be, those are some challenges in and of themselves. But if the product damages itself, At the price point that it operates, that's a concern. That's bigger picture. That concerns me more than the Pelicans not having the good fortune needed for this particular era to work out right. There's more luck needed in that particular area, especially right now. And fingers crossed is the way to move forward for this offseason if you're a fan of the Pels. Little patience, little hope, banging the table for dramatic change just for change's sake right now? No. They may be forced into that once the calendar year is turned to 2024, though, if a little bit of hope isn't rewarded with a little bit more good fortune. is the number. One more segment to go. We'll check the CrescentCitySports.com headlines before signing off. When we return here on All Access.
5: When you've been injured in a crash, you've been through a lot. Demand
0: different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Demand the team who handles the heavy lifting. Demand
5: the team who treats you like you're part of the team. Demand the team who never stops fighting. Demand that your team is Dudley DeBosier. Call us today. The call is free. That's
0: the dudley DeBozier difference.
5: Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad, Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2314839.
1: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year.
5: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 452 5050. That's 1 800 452 5050. Or go to SelectQuote.com 1 800 452 5050. That's 1 800 452 5050. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com/slash commercials. You
3: know
5: Upgrade to the performance you need on all Maytag major appliances during May is Maytag Month. Happening all month long.
1: Tag month is going
3: on.
1: Here's how we long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear.
5: The world has gone hands-free. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. You don't need to reach down to help your heel in. You just step into them and off you go. So what's the secret? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place. And they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. Get hands-free slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com or wherever stylish footwear is sold.
1: At Progressive, we know how much you love your recreational vehicles, so we decided to record this commercial in an RV. With a family on vacation. Mom, who are these people? Oh, that's Flo and Jamie. They're recording a commercial, sweetie. Don't they do that in the studio? Oh, uh, normally. No. But we wanted to feature a family who bundled their home and RV and saved with Progressive.
3: Um, yeah, it looks like you're all out of chips.
1: Okay, I think we'll just drop you off at the next gas station.
2: Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Always welcoming intelligent points of view. Whether we agree or disagree, let's have meaningful constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com Give us a call at 504-260-1061
3: quick little peek here at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines we didn't mention softball but we almost had a McNeese at Louisiana Lafayette Super Regional in softball all the credit to the Cajuns coming out of the losers bracket to win at LSU twice yesterday there's some discontentment with Beth Tarina, even though she's winning 40 plus games. It looks like every year, but there's been a slide from college World Series team, Super Regional team, Regional team, now losing in a Regional to a local rival. It's tough. The only thing tougher is what happened to McNeese yesterday. They battled out of the losers' bracket themselves and led six to nothing in. The winner take all game at Washington and Seattle. Six to nothing going to the final inning. And blew it. Mm. Would have been massive for what's been a consistently good program over in Lake Charles. Really big for the Southland in general. But lost the six zip lead. So it'll be the Cajuns going to Seattle next for a best two out of three trying to get back to the College World Series. Don't think. I don't think that Tarina's seat in Baton Rouge is scalding hot, but it may be hot enough for some coaching changes. A lot of a lot of as far as her coaching staff goes, she's very loyal to her longtime assistants. She's been very successful there overall, but there's com complaints about the team offensively as an underachiever. More often than not, the last four or five years, those are the complaints. I'm not saying I agree. I honestly don't follow it that closely, but Tarina does make over four hundred thousand dollars a year in salary alone. So there's some expectations that come with that. These schools may have a ton of money now because of those TV deals in the SEC, but they're not one to just spend it to spend it. And Scott Woodward, the AD, has been aggressive, so that wouldn't be in it. Entire shock if there changes with that program. They want to win in everything men's and women's sports that much is.